Thank you so much. Thank you, saints and friends that have come tonight just to hear what the Lord has given to my heart to give to you. It's always a pleasure to be called and, and be invited because it's the work of the Lord that we always do. Right now, I just want to, I know we went into prayer, but before I bring the message, I just want to thank our Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We just thank you that we come today, Lord Jesus, as a group, Lord Jesus, the body of Christ, Lord Jesus, to give you all the honor and all the glory, Lord Jesus, because without you, we're nothing. We thank you that you give us traveling grace, even for the saints that are gone in Israel, Lord Jesus, that they will have a joyous journey, and that they bring the word, Lord Jesus, and they bless people, because I know that they're going to be blessed on this journey. We thank you that they have a testimony when they come back, Lord Jesus. They're so gracious, Lord, and so loving. We thank you for the people here today, Lord Jesus. You know all, all about us, Lord Jesus, so we can't funk the fight, Lord Jesus, at all, because you know who we are, Lord Jesus. And we thank you. And as this word comes today, let us take it. Circumcise our heart, Lord Jesus. Let's take the word, Lord Jesus, and root it in, your, in you, Lord Jesus, because you are the vine and we are the branch, Lord Jesus. And we thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, good evening. I hope everybody had a wonderful day today. The weather was definitely a little breezy, which I don't mind. It's fine, but I love this hot weather in Florida, because, you know, I do have an accent. <laughs> My accent is from New England. I was born and raised in Rhode Island, so I do have a little bit of an accent, even though I have left home at the early age of 18. But um, I hope that uh, what God has given me is I know will be a blessing. Because I want to talk about the call. Are we living in our call that God has given us, our calling? A lot of people say um, calling is, is chosen, it's an ordained, it's steward, it's a stewardship. We are being called to be refined, separated, and consecrated for the most high God assignment. That's why he calls us. You know, I'm not calling on, on, on my life. I never knew that I had a calling on my life to much years later. When I gave my life to the, to the Lord, I yield to him at a very middle age at 40. But that was way, way before he, he had called me, called into formation of me, way before I was in my mother's womb, just like everybody here also. He's giving you a calling. Got to know your calling. And we got to know that we have to live in our calling. He gives us gifts, and we must use those gifts that he gives us, whether it's just one, two, or three, Paul, at all. It's for his calling that he's given us. I want to go to Second Timothy, if you have your Bible. If not, I'll read from it. Second Timothy marker. I thought I had my marker in here. I do. <laughs> Be patient with me tonight. For some reason, I feel a pull for some reason in this atmosphere. don't know where it's coming from, but it's a pull. 
And sometimes when my heart is being pulled, it's because somebody needs deliverance of a blessing from my Heavenly Father. So bear with me tonight and be patient with me tonight. But I want to go to 2 Timothy 1.9, the works of God. Okay? It says in Timothy, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't ever be ashamed of the gospel. But in 9 it says, who has saved us? He saved us. And he called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which are given for us in Christ Jesus before time began. Before time began. The four acts of God he gave, he saved us. That gift of salvation, what an awesome gift. That day, if I'm quite sure, I don't think anybody that I ever met does not recall when they gave their life to the Lord and received the gift of salvation. I remember it was in October of 1988. I was 40 years old. And then I was in a very dis, dis, pleasure place, really bad time. But he sent me to a little church called God Rescue Mission. Pastor Hazel Broxton was, is my spiritual earthly mother. And I surrendered my life to the Lord. I remember it was sun, Sunday evening, the Pentecostal church, little Pentecostal church, right in the heart of Philadelphia, of Crack City. And I wasn't in, on any dope or anything at that time at all. But however, I ended up there for a reason. For a reason. And I remember that evening how I gave my life to the Lord. Like he said, he saves us. He saves us no matter where we are. No matter what circumstances. What's going on. People get saved at an early age. Some are at a later age. Doesn't matter. Receive that gift of salvation that he gives us. And he called us, not to just any kind of calling he gives us, but it's his holy calling, his divine calling, that he calls us, calls us, not even knowing at that time that I had a calling on my life. Not, not even knowing. According to, and, and according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, no matter what we do, no matter how much we work in the church, no matter what we do on the outside, it's according to his grace and glory, not ours. He manifests himself. We give him the glory. I know I can't do nothing without him, even to this day, nothing. Even when I was in darkness, I couldn't do nothing. He was there waiting, waiting for me, just like he waits for everybody here tonight. For whatever reason, he waited it until he knew when he answered, called you for your calling and you answered, especially on that day that you gave your life to the Lord and received the gift of salvation, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, before it began. He was there on that calling. Just like in Jeremiah 1.9. If you care to go there. Jeremiah 1.9. It says, before I formed you in the room, I 
I knew you before you was born. I sanctify you, set you aside, even way before you was in your mother's womb, all of us. He knew, he knew that he's going to have a calling on your life. In the word it says, all are called, but few are chosen. And what that means is, if you answer that call. Some of us, it takes a long time. Who knew? Who knew that there was a calling in our lives, no matter what we go through? We see, I meet so many people in my walk of life and ministry in Jesus, in my, in my job. It's his ministry, not mine. So many people, so many hurting people. So many people that I, I walk in on my ministry, even if it's just a one-to-one or my audience is, is quite a few. The things that he, he allows me, the, the, he gives me the time, what I need to do. Did you get them, Rich? Okay. <laughs> um, the things that he, he, he just waited, the call. I mean, I, can look, I look back at times, and I do use my testimony. I don't live in the past. I don't glorify. I share it with people. Some it's just one-to-one. Some he gives me that divine wisdom when to use it, when not to use it, and certain things in my life. But I look back, and then I see presently, and then I see even in the future what he's going to do. And it's just amazing to me how he is. It just awes me. How gracious and merciful he was, because who would not, who would wait for the things that I did and what I was involved in that I choose to be in, and in my darkness, my goodness. But then when I realized what a calling I had way before, way before I was even thought of in my mother's womb, that he had a calling, not just for me, but you also. Think back. Look at yourself. Realize who you belong to, the life that you have in Jesus. There's no condemnation on our lives, no more, because it was all taken at the cross. Oh, that cross. Oh, how he spilled his blood, the water in his blood for us. How he gave us the healing that we need, not just from the past, but even today and in our future. He gives us, he heals us wholly. Such a calling. You've got to live in your calling. Not just know and who called you, but know about what the calling's all about. He formed you before you was in your mother's womb. He sanctified you, set apart. He tells us that we're peculiar people. He ordained, he appointed, and commissioned us to go out and spread the gospel, the good news. His good news the gift of salvation, that we can be set free the moment that we receive that gift of salvation. The devil is always after us. Do you think now that I'm not part of his domain that I was in and Satan? Do you think he's left me alone? He double time, sometimes triple time on me. He'd be at my heels, but I know that I can keep my foot on his head because God tells me that's where we put them. God tells us in his word the power that we have that he gives us. Almighty God gives us this power. His power in his name, his power in his blood, and his power in his word. Believe in that. We need it to live in our calling, 
not just any old time, not just I'll do it maybe Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and most definitely when we come Sunday. No, it's 24 hours, seven. All the time, we must live in our calling that he gives us. We must live in that calling. Walk worthy of your calling. Know who you are. Know your value. Stop putting yourself down. You are someone. You are somebody. Because God tells us we are his sons and we are his daughters. The devil comes and tries to trick you in your mind. Oh, look what you where you was. And I just laugh at him. Because where I was, I used that testimony to help people. Even if it's just one-to-one. No matter what they go through. I work with the youth today and I see so much suffering. I see so much spirits in the supernatural where I work at. Some people would, just can't, can't take the job. They leave. I've been there 10 years. But that assignment, that appointment was given to me. Don't you think that I have to sometimes go in my wilderness? My wilderness is where I can get my peace and quietness so I can hear the Lord speak to me. What I've got to purge out of me first so I can do what he needs me to do when people cross my path. Know your calling. He'll tell you in his word, you must have hope. You must believe. You must have faith in his word. We will go through things. We will cry, but he will wipe away those tears. He takes every tear. He don't let it drop on the earth. He puts it in a bottle, and he seals it. Tells us that in his word, and I thank him for that. I thank him that he can keep me in my right mind all the time. Because the devil always wants to confuse us. Always wants us to be in a climate of static. That's where I go in my wilderness at times. So I can be alone with him. He tells us, cease without praying. I'm not a, I'm a prayer warrior, and I can be honest, I don't pray four or five hours straight. I don't, because I don't have time. But I pray 24-7. Wherever I, it goes, when I take a step, I praise him. I thank him that he's going to give me the strength. He's going to give me a word to give to somebody. Or he's just going to give me, I thank him for that protection, that hedge, that I can go out and give out his word and to help somebody. Sometimes I don't even have to say anything. Sometimes people come in my path. I don't know what they're going through. But when I go in, in my secret hiding place, and your secret hiding place in your prayer is in Christ. That's your secret hiding place, in Christ, because Christ is always in us. He abides and he dwells in us always. That's the calling he has given you in your lifetime. I don't care how old you are, 88, 90, 10 years old, he calls people at any time and at any intervals in your life, no matter what your age is. So don't say, I'm the elderly, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Your calling could be anything. Just in prayer, intercessory can be your prayer and your calling. But you've got to be awake and focused and alert at all times. He'll give you the energy. He'll endure you. 
He tells you, I will endure you. I will give you endurance. I know when I first came to visit in this church, I had a lot of anxiety. A lot of anxiety. But because I knew my calling on my life, and each day as I grow closer and closer to my Heavenly Father, and He shows me, a lot of anxieties just go away because I'm answering and doing and living in His calling, just like you can also. And some of you are. I just want to lift you up tonight to make you aware of your calling, the calling that he's giving you. He tells us when there's two or three gathering together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. He tells us that in Matthew 18, 20. So it doesn't matter if this house is not filled up. It doesn't matter if only one or two came tonight. I am thankful of the abundance that I see here tonight. But it didn't matter to me because I know he was going to be in the midst of us. I knew that with no doubt whatsoever because I know he has so many people called for his calling, his ministry. There are times when people can't make it, and that's fine for whatever reason. But we continue to know what our calling is and who calls us. Who calls us? The call is made to people who desire the glory of God manifesting through their lives. We've got to know that God will manifest himself in us, his glory. We've got to live holy and pure. We don't live in a perfect world, but he tells us to strive for that. Strive for it. The only way we can strive in that atmosphere is to bask in his word, live in his word, know what his word is. He will move you on. He will escalate you more than you think that you can even have capabilities of. Like I said, when I first came to the visit and I looked around and I said, Lord, why are you putting me here? I fought. I wrestled. I had to go in my wilderness, but I want to always, always be obedient. Not when trouble comes, but right as soon as he uncovers what needs to be uncovered in us, in me. Know your calling. I struggled, and I struggled, but I still kept coming. And I said, God, no way, no way, no way. He said, I make the way. I'm in control. You are in my hands. Nobody can take you away out of my hands. And I said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And as I continue coming, the love just overpoured here on me. Just overpoured. And I said, thank you, my God. Thank you because breakthrough that I did not know I needed, but I needed it. If I was going to keep on growing and doing his work, sometimes we doubt that we can't do anything in a certain area because it was just too horrible. That how can God forgive me? Oh, his blood. Why do you not know how strength and strong his blood is to wash away all our sins? 
all our sins. Because he wants us to do the call that he called us way before in our mother's womb. He formed us. If you go in Genesis in the first chapter, just read it. Just be amazed how he formed everything. And then he created and formed man in his image. He called that out. He called out everything that he has created. He breathes in our nostril life. into something that we cannot conquer or get the victory. That's the kind of God that we serve. God is faithful by whom you, you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Fellowship. Always. He doesn't cut us off when we stumble and make a mistake and we sin. I'm a sinner. But I don't practice nor endorse my sinning. But you better believe the Holy Spirit will come and let me know about myself. And I've got to surrender. Surrender it to him. Because of the calling he has put on my life. Also the calling on your life. Don't have no doubt, saints, who you belong to. Join heirs. Your ambassadorship. Don't doubt that. He says it. Join heirs with him. The calling on your life. It's awesome. It's beautiful. All the time. I'm going to go to John 3. I'm going to close with this. I don't want to keep everybody too long. But I do want to, when you go home, look up scriptures about calling and the calling. Get really masked in that. Bathe in it. Just bathe in it. Sometimes it doesn't have to be all day. He might give you a scripture, just a paragraph. Carry that into your heart. He's just so awesome. I mean, I just... John 3, 3. The new birth. Jesus answered and said to him, and he's talking to um, Nicodemus, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see. And then I put a line on the C. I looked it up about the C. S-E-E, not S-E-A. See, it means ever the kingdom of God. Cannot see the kingdom of God if we are not born again. When I first saw that scripture, like I said, I got saved at 40. My schooling, my family, my, my parents were... And, ha- and please, whatever I share with you, it's not to disgrace nobody's religion or creed or race or anything like that. It's my testimony. I live it. I lived it. I live now how I am today and in the future with Jesus Christ. I was born in a family in a Catholic environment, went to Catholic school, all the way up to the eighth grade, and then I went to public school. So we weren't ever taught about being born again. Our Savior... And salvation, but it was didn't go into depth, didn't ever even heard of what it was to be born again. When I saw that scripture, I said, born again. Born again in the spirit. Of course, you can't go back to your original birth at all. But to be born again in the spirit. 
when people give their lives to the Lord, do you know in heaven the angels are just shouting and dancing and just so happy? So when we see people getting born at the altar and giving their lives, we just, they should hear us all the way to Publix. The shouting, really, and the dancing and the joy. We should have so much joy because now we know what they're going to go through. We know what God is going to do for them that they would never even comprehend at all. That day when I gave my life to the Lord, my life changed, but it was a process. I had to trust that process. I couldn't sabotage, and I'm quite sure I probably did at certain intervals because it took a while to get to certain places. I didn't speak in tongues right away. It didn't manifest for a couple years later. But God gave me gifts of speaking in tongues and also interpretation, one of, a couple of the gifts that he's given me. And I had to learn. I had to see. I had to believe and have hope and faith in him, what he was doing to me, to me. And not that he couldn't, but I had to be willing, just like us in here. You have to be willing. And I know we get a little fearful. We don't have the spirit of fear, but we do get anxious. We do. We're only human. We're still in our human flesh and body. We haven't got our perfect body yet, you know. So I want to make sure that you really understand. Go to him. Talk to him. Like prayer. Prayer is just having a relationship with Jesus. And you've got to listen. You've got to see what he's... Let the Holy Spirit take over. Let the Holy Spirit show you the way. We have good teachers here. We have a good pastor and first lady. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher. It tells you in your work. So why don't we gravitate towards that? Why don't we believe in that? When we have, we're in the midst of trouble, we'll try this or that, and then some of us will just go at the last resort, make him your first, not your last. And any little thing. I do it sometimes because I think I sometimes got it all together, and I don't. And the Holy Spirit, he reveals things, but I'll yield to it so I can get better and where God wants to take me in my calling, just like he wants to take you all in the calling that he gives you all the time. When we come to the altar, we have awesome prayer warriors. There are times, sometimes I don't come because he tells me not to. He tells me to be still. I have to obey that. I can't be gun-ho anytime I think I have to be gun-ho. Sometimes he'll call me to assist somebody, and I gladly do it. But it was a process. I had to learn that. I had to develop that. I had to trust in everything that he tells me. It doesn't happen overnight. Trust me. Going on 29 years being with the Lord, and there's certain areas he's still going to work on me, and that's okay because I know the outcome because the calling that I have on my life, he took me out so and he waited so for me out there in that world. I'm talking about being out there in that world. But God uses that. God brings people in, in my path where they're writing books and they want me to write a chapter about what God has done to me and for me. Then I'm writing my own book and I'm still trying to get together a, a little video just to show the impact where how God works for whatever reason, what he permits to be happening. 
why he committed, why certain things of my livelihood I was in, and why he let that happen. Because one thing of I know about God, he doesn't take our will away from us. He waited because he knew my calling way before in my mother's womb. And he just waited. It's his time, not my time, just like you. He knew you way before in your mother's womb. So don't have doubt when you're going through something. Where's God? Don't be angry at God because somebody died so suddenly. Why did he die that way? Why, God? Why? We don't have the answers, but where's your faith? Where's your hope? Where do you believe? I've been praying for something for almost 34 years, and it hasn't come to pass. And there was a time when I prayed, and I said, why, God? I didn't get angry with him, but I got a little kind of stern with him. You know, I said, why, God? Look at all these years. And in a small, loving voice, he whispered to me. He said, because I cannot take that person's will away. So what did I do? I shift my position of prayer. And I said, Lord, you have somebody come in that person's life and just whisper, just your name, Jesus. And whatever happens, if it never comes to pass, he has said, when your mother and father forsakes you, I will lift you up. And he does that every day to me. He lifts me up because he is my creator. He is my father and he is my mother. And he has brought people in my life, not just in this church, but mainly now for where I'm going through. He has replaced what the devil has stolen. Brothers, sister, a mother, and he's given me multitudes of mothers here in this church. Sisters and brothers, aunts and uncles, and cousins first and second. And I thank him for that. (laughs) I thank him because I can step back and see his increase in what he does Not just for me, but for you also. So if those prayers are not answered, I still thank him. I still praise him. I still worship him. Because I have young girls that come to me and cry because their mother is not in their lives. Or they never met their mothers. Even though I might not share that testimony with them, I can hold them and wipe away their tears. And then I can go in my wilderness and pray for them as they sleep at night time for protection. And God, let them know who you are. Because I work in an environment where I can't really say Jesus or I can't open up with prayer. But because I pray without ceasing, inwardly, internally, I pray. Even while they're crying to me, I pray to God. And I say, God, you have a calling on this child's life just like you have on me. Because I know, because I'm a witness on what he does, how he redeemed me, and how he changed my life, just like he has redeemed each and one of you here and changed your life in some form, sometime. You can look back, and you can see now where you're at and where you're going. Because we have eternal life. We'll go through the first death, but we surely ain't going to the second death. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. He's a wonderful God. He's an awesome God. 
because he's called us a calling life. So let us live in our calling. Get in his word. Get under his wings because he loves us so. If we need to change, he's going to show us what we need to change. Change for him because that's what he wants, to love one another. That's why he created us. He created us so we could love one another and give him all the glory. Because who are we going to give it to? Nobody has changed me but him, Jesus Christ. When my mother and father couldn't change me, husbands couldn't change me, all the beatings I got from them, domestic violence all around me, they couldn't change me. But the day I surrendered my life to Jesus, it was a process. And it's so easy even today, even when I come up against something of myself that I need to change, God changed me. It gets easier and easier every day. You can go through the same thing. You've got to have hope. You've got to believe. And you've got to have that faith. And I just thank you. I thank you, Lord. I hope something that was shared with you helped you tonight, whatever struggles you're going through, whatever deliverance that you need, any strongholds, don't forget he gives us the power in his name, there's power in his word, there's power in the blood. Plead the blood. Satan is always after us. That's his job. But we have a more higher calling, more higher job, is to serve and be a steward to Jesus and for Jesus. It's not how we pray, it's who we pray to and who we go to. I go to Jesus Christ in Nazareth, and I know you do too, and I thank you. If you need any prayer tonight, if anybody just want to just come to the altar, wherever you are, if you want to just stay in the pew, that's fine. Well, let's just have a